is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to WAF Tracks, the behind-the-scenes documentary sketch commentary bonus show from Watch Out for Fireballs. Yes, and for this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, the first, uh, let's say, roughly dozen uh, sketches. And then uh, around the middle, we're going to uh, give you the WAF origin story. Ooh. Cole was written or bitten by a radioactive Merlin man. <laughs> and <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, that is how he got his powers. Well, um, okay, all right, I got gotcha. you. I, I want to say for the record that uh, we are aware of how masturbatory this is. Oh God, yeah, we we, we pretty much solely entered the, into this because of that. Yeah, this is not something that I think that is. You know, the, part of the reason why this is a premium and, you know, you have to donate to the Kickstarter or you have to subscribe to it, it's for people who are interested. Like, we wouldn't put this out and just like, hey, of course people want to know what these idiots think about this stupid thing. They farted on their dick butts. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> the uh, uh, so for people who are interested in it, yeah, we wanted to create something that they would be interested in. But, uh, you know, if, if you're, you're listening to this and you'd all have an instinct to say, like, who are these assholes? Why are they so full of themselves? <laughs> How did you get we here know. first? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't, don't get the show just to, just to tell us that. Um, but, but we know yeah. is my point. <laughs> it, is, it is very uh, masturbatory. It, but we're very proud of the show. And so. we, we, we feel that there, you know, there is some insight to be to be shared there, uh, if you have a loose enough uh, definition of the word insight. And we just want to mm-hmm. have some fun and talk about the work that we've done. Yeah, so it'll be fun for us. Hopefully it'll be fun for you. Um, if you like this, if you got this first episode free as part of the Kickstarter, if you like it, um, you're able to get the rest. Um, there will be uh, details at the end of the show yep. on how you can do that. And uh, yeah, so we're going to uh, get right to it with the first episode. Yeah. Any additional preamble, Cole? Uh, no, I just, I think this is going to be fun. This we're, we're as new to this as you are. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see what happens. And this is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And we're standing on a cliff looking out into the distance. Sad music plays. Stoically. We're stoic as hell. Two, two separate cliffs <laughs> communicating over the, over the inter internet, but not staring at each other. No, no. Well, maybe. We might be staring at each other through the distance and not know it. Exactly. Are, which way are you staring west? I am, I am staring towards Mega Man X. That's, we're all staring towards Mega Man X. And while we do so, we're remembering to watch out for fireballs. <laughs> 30 seconds. <laughs> 30 seconds of that. <laughs> and from mm-hmm. those inauspicious beginnings. Yeah, we didn't have... Um... We, we, we didn't write anything for that. No, we no. didn't really have any clear idea of <laughs> you, what the sketch should be. Are you amazed that that wasn't written? <laughs> um, well, it wasn't a sketch. That was a that was yeah. an idea that came with episode two. But uh, it, it was me talking over you a bunch. That was the first time we'd actually spoken. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> um, and it was also me uh, hogging the. Uh, you know, you were talking over me because I was talking too much, ah. which I I still do now. Yeah. Um, this episode came out on my birthday, September eighth. Oh, really? Two thousand eleven. Wow. Yeah, I was uh, 31 years old. That was the best <laughs> present a boy could ask for. The, the salad days. Yep, my salad days back in the day. As a 33-year-old, I look back on those times and I oh, think, man. you naive fool, get divorced now. <laughs> uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> or, oh, yes? I don't know. Um, hey, you know, who, who knows? Probably. <laughs> who knows? Um, yeah. So we wanted to do sketches because, like, you did a bunch of that for Dead Idea Valhalla. 
And I had done some of that at the radio station I was working at, like just and also for school and things, working on radio dramas and things. You know, things. So after this, and maybe like concurrently with this, as we were you know solidifying the format of the show, it, it, we we wanted to latch onto the opportunity as quickly as possible. Yes, and and a recurring point that will come up during this series probably is that this is not a universally popular decision. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like not everybody likes those. Um, and to be, you know, as much as I still support our decision to do them, I understand why not. Mm-hmm. Like in a really strictly marketing sense, they are kind of bad ideas. Right. Because somebody is listening to the show for the first time and they just hear this, you know, it's not a, it's not direct what the show is right at the top, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but, uh, we got into them and we liked doing them. So yeah. it, that was all that, that was kind of the impetus. Yeah. And as a general rule, if, I, if I'm not enjoying doing something, I tend not to do it. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we would have stopped if we didn't like them. Right. But, um, and we'll talk about it a little bit later. But there's definitely like some, you know, we, we don't get a lot of uh, people calling us out like we are blessed with people who listen to the show who are very kind, mm-hmm. uh, almost 100 percent. We have had a couple of people who are just like those things. Fuck, what are you thinking? <laughs> Those things are garbage. Yeah, and we, sometimes they're not, you know, some are better than others, for sure. Yeah, yeah, they're like, they're, they're not all winners, which we will, man, boy, <laughs> towards the end of yeah. this episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll cop to the ones that are not, that we think are not winners, and there are probably ones that we think are winners that you mm-hmm. think are stupid. Yeah. Um, the other thing to consider, too, and uh, this wasn't a concern for this first episode, and it really wasn't for the second one where... Uh, we just kind of decided on a lark, like to go and do this, mm-hmm. um, to add those. Is that they do add um, some considerable preparation and kind of writing to it? Yeah. Um, there are a lot of times, you know, it's not like any of these. We spent like a weekend in a writer's room for it. Like the show <laughs> comes out every two weeks. We don't have time for that. Um, but they do. It is a concern. So every once in a while, a sh- you know, a show will come up, and and I'll email Cole or he'll email me, and we'll be like, I have no fucking idea what to do <laughs> for this. Yeah, um, and this and this next one, we we didn't really do an awful lot of uh, pre-production on that either. No, um, no. Um, this is a. You know what's weird too? Listening to this yeah. is that your voice is higher. Uh huh. Like you sound younger. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, it's only two years. Yeah, it's been a it's been a rough couple of uh, been a rough couple of uh, years. No, no. It's, yeah. I've I've gotten different <laughs> microphones and things like that. Yeah. So and so and so have I. Like there's a couple yeah. of these specifically this next one. Like I think. If I, I mean, we'll, we'll listen to it. Yes. And then I'll, so. I'll say my, say my piece. <laughs> what a mysterious book. That's boring though. I, I'll just skip to the end. And there's a screen here. It, whoa, 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 where, where, where am I? What is this mist? Eerious Island. Uh, h- hello? Hello, is, it, is anyone there? I I hope I get the opportunity to explore this whole island. Ah, oh, those are the second biggest gears I've ever seen. That's the smallest observatory I've ever seen, unless it's just far away. Um, okay, okay, think. Uh, there's a note on the ground, so someone else has been here. Let me try this suspicious wall here, and uh, ah, oh, weird. A bird bath inside. And I'll try this. Catherine, Catherine, my love. Something terrible has happened. It's it's my books. They've they've all been burned. I think it may have been one of our sons. I suspect 
the gibbering madmen, but it could have been the Machiavellian fop, but there's no way to be sure. I've taken the undamaged books and put them in the places of protection, but it won't be necessary to use them or the tower rotation. Just go to page in the book on the little shelf and reach me. Just to be safe, erase this message after you view it. And of course, watch out for fireballs. Why would Catherine be watching out for fireballs, Cole? <laughs> well, that's the other thing. <laughs> we, 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 uh, well, all the books have been burned. Oh, okay. So the way that something burns and then continues to create fire yeah. infinitely, especially something huge like a book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, especially a whole library full of them. Who knows what's going to happen? These are magical books, Gary. They are magical. Maybe that's the <laughs> magic of the books. Yes. <laughs> the, uh, so that was, the, you know, putting that in as saying the title as part of the sketch <laughs> was it was a thing. Um, is a thing still. Is a thing. Yeah. Um, even though we fuck around with it. Yeah. From time to time. And, and <laughs> for, for being the first one <laughs> that we immediately, it was just a non sequitur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really could have been that last bit almost entirely. Like mm-hmm. we don't know how to write jokes um, at this part, that is why there are right. no jokes in the beginning of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, well, well, the, well the, the way that we did that, I think that I wrote the note, and then like we're we're just kind of like, oh, we'll have we'll have you improvise getting to it. Yeah. 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 And then so was, now, it, and and that's something we'll talk about is like to what degree these are scripted and which ones are mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I, that's the way I I remember this too, uh, kind of coming up, and then this one is. Uh, so for in, initially, for the first until we had scheduling things, um, I generally did the odd episodes and Cole did the even ones. Right. And then they kind of messed around. So this is the first one Cole did. So yeah. Or the first one and Cole Cole did it. So it's got the the kind of production and stuff on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that that was a lot of fun to make. I mean, like like making those ambient world noises and stuff. Mm-hmm. That is so fun to do. You know, and yeah. just you know, using that to tell a story, however goofy or inane that story is, uh, is one of my mm. favorite parts of doing this. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's real fun. And the other thing too that I'll I'll probably bring up more than once is that like uh, equipment things. Before I kind of got this nice microphone, and because of various house things, like I remember there's some really like gnarly noise reduction mm-hmm. on my track in this one. Um, not gnarly in the good like Ninja Turtles way, but gnarly <laughs> in like the terrible, right? The terrible way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. and uh, I can I can cop that, to that too. Like I probably over the noise re- reduced you. It's so. it's totally possible. Like yeah. there's a you know there's definitely we're learning how to do this because yeah. uh, prior to this show, mm-hmm. um, I did so I was in the midst of doing Dead Idea of a Hollow, which is a you know one man one mic kind of show, which is you, that's not a concern. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that, you know, more than something sounding 100% clear, which obviously I want, uh, consistency is really important. Right. So if I had a little bit of noise on my track, as long as it was just me during the whole thing, it wasn't <clears> that big of a deal. It's more jarring when there are shifts right. between the two. And then you were doing uh, uh, Stand Under the Don't Tree and Those Damn Ross Kids, right. which both had multiple people on the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also, at this time... I think they, especially in uh, Standard of the Don't Tree, didn't have real high-quality microphones. Still don't. <laughs> yeah, still. Yes. Well, so, and, and varying quality, yeah, too. Yeah. So it's just kind of, uh, you know, we we strived and continue to strive to make that better. Right. But I think that's always going to kind of be a struggle for us because since Cole does this for work, I think out of everyone on the network, like, Cole's going to have, like, kind of the best stuff. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. Um, not to downplay like <laughs> the part of you know like you're good at it as well. Right. However, uh, you know part of it is just that you've got a lot of cool gear. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. It's, that, that, that's fine. Gear skill. Right. Gear is skill. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, but yeah. Um, production value and stuff like that. But you know we we do we do the best that we can. Did the best that we can. Continue to do, and will continue to do. But uh, yeah. I, I, I still. I still like that. I mean, we, we probably should say that was for Mist. Uh, <laughs> Gary mm-hmm. was the Gary was the stranger, and I was Atris um, yeah. for, for for that little bit. And it just it's weird to like to to beep it because you don't like. I didn't want to give the solution to the entire game in the yeah. first two minutes. Yeah, but uh, which is the, which is the hook of the sketch? Is that the yeah. you know if you know the ending, you can get right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so um, you know that that is the key, and I think that. It really varies. I'm not going to say that we got better at honing down the sketches down to the essential joke. <laughs> like sometimes they do. Yeah. Um, but there are plenty of times in which they just kind of, uh, you know, kind of do some meandering. And sometimes I really like that and sometimes I don't. Yeah. Um, my general opinion, and, you know, I'm sure Kolar and I are 100% in line with this, but generally are, is that uh, I like them. And if it takes a little bit of extra time to get somewhere, like as long as the journey is fun, I'm pretty into it. Yeah. Um, even though there are times in retrospect I thought that was true and, and now I no longer do. Yeah. Um, this one is fine. It's short. True. And, uh, you know, again, it, first, it was really our first time mm-hmm. doing it. So. Yeah. Boy, I like this next one, though. Yeah, let's, uh, let's give this a shot here. Innsmouth Adult Education, Tuesday nights, Science Building 2. Okay, class. So, sorry, uh, sorry, I'm late. My uh, my my tires were were uh, slashed for some reason. Um, but hey, you know we're here. We're good. Uh, how's how's everybody doing? Oh, I didn't know about that stranger. Well, well okay. Um, I'm I'm not stranger. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm your pr- professor. You can call me sir. You can you can call me uh, uh, professor. Something something to show a little bit of respect. I mean, you've been in. You've been in this GED class for for about six weeks, so I, I hope that we're not uh, we're not we're not strangers. So, um, h- how did everybody's uh, book report go? You better stop asking questions, Professor Stranger. Uh, okay, thank you for the thank you for the respect there. That's good. Uh, but that's kind of kind of my my role to ask you to ask you questions. Um, I'm 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 seeing some some new faces here. If if you're here for the for the uh, uh, swimming lessons. You can you just go go over to the next building and you'll find the the the, the notatorium. Um, so if, if you need to uh, take this opportunity to leave without causing a disruption, you can do that now. That's fine. So, okay, so so yeah, uh, most most of you left. Um, okay, uh, so 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 tell me, uh, w- what are your favorite books here? I mean, no nobody has turned anything in yet. Um, so let's just get a let's get a rap session going here. Things don't end so well for folks to be asking questions, Professor Stranger. Again, kind of, kind of my 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 role to ask questions here. Why uh why why are you all staring at me like that, um, and not blinking at all? Mm, oh, okay. Uh, not in the talking mood. So let's uh let's turn in our in our copy books here uh, to page fifty six. Where we will learn how to watch out for fireballs. One essential aspect of graduating high school. Well, I mean, is knowing how. No, I know. I just, you're you're going to step out that front door, and there's going to be fireballs everywhere. 
Yeah, in the working world. Yeah, no, there's going to be people wanting you to sign up for credit cards, and there's going to be fireballs all the fucking over place. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, agreed. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so that was for uh, Call of Cthulhu, uh, Dark Corners of the Earth, which more than just like the sketch being, you know, because one of the things we're not just going to talk about the sketches, but mm-hmm. talk a little bit about you know some of the episode choices. Like, I was really happy when we we did that because mm-hmm. that game is so weirdly off the beaten path. Yeah. And we still kind of do it where we kind of will do some some kind of big hits and some obvious games of you know historical importance, and then we will also do uh, some real weirdo yeah. titles. And I was really happy to do that, even though it also and this is also where we kind of delineated what we consider to be retro. Yeah. So like on console, it's really easy because just like last console generation, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, when you when you say retro, you think like, oh, that section of Hot Topic where they sell retro game T-shirts and it's all blocky and stuff. Like, well, yeah. no, that's not actually the case. Yeah, and we, and we didn't do that. The other right. thing that this introduces too is that um, kind of a watch out for fireball sketch trope <laughs> is uh, a mundane, unexplored aspect of the world <laughs> that it's in. So kind of taking, you know, this game is about investigating Innsmouth, but mm-hmm. what else happens in Innsmouth? Like, what's a dumb situation? You know, like, what's an absurd situation to be in Innsmouth? There, and that's where this adult education GED course came from. There are all kinds of there are all kinds of buildings you can't get into, and any number of them could have been school buildings, you know? Yeah, science building, too. <laughs> um, the My favorite part in this, listening to it again, is... Uh, the sound when everyone's staring at him and it, the, the music just comes up for no reason. <laughs> conveying, <laughs> conveying staring ominously through yeah, audio. Like audio. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm pretty, I think that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seeing all the stuff concentrated too is going to reveal kind of how few characters at least I can do. Oh, both, both of us for sure. Yeah. Like there's not that many voices. Like this one is easy because everyone in Call of Cthulhu has a real distinct, like, gross, yeah. like, bleh, bleh, the, <laughs> the obesity no is, right? paper, <laughs> Like, you just, like, speak from, like, make your lips as limp as you can and then speak from the back of your throat. I don't really Lump. know what you're talking about, stranger. Yeah. Just talk like you're investigating, like impersonating like a cartoon floppy vagina. Like, (laughs) sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, man. Loose lips, man. But but, but this Um, also, um, like like for me, the flummoxed kind of like inspired by Bob Newhart character mm -hmm. that I have going. <laughs> just completely out of his depths. So I don't know. Uh, it took yeah. me. It took me thirty seconds to say something that should have been said in fifteen. But I, I still like that character a lot. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll, we keep going back to the kind of like nervous person confronted by the like when you look at humor that has to do with video games, and this is true of like you look at web comics or look at anything. Like a lot of times, it's just what happens if a regular person is confronted by the absurdity of video games. Right. And like at our. I'm not going to say worst because there is humor to be mined from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it is a really well-born thing and we definitely go back to it. Yeah. From Even time in, to time. Yeah. Um, I think our, my favorite things that we've done are weirder than that though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, but this is still us finding our feet. And then uh, this is the, the next one here. So here's the problem. I got up this morning, and the sink just won't drain. Yeah, my pet turtle must have gotten down there somehow. Uh, I can hear him rattling around down there. I mean, you know, what do you suggest that we... Wait, what? You you just jumped, like, three times your height. How did you do that? Okay, well, we've, we've established that. I mean, it's not that we're not impressed, but...
Yeah, and it, it just it doesn't it doesn't seem related to our drain problem. Doesn't that hurt your head? I mean, you keep on smashing into the ceiling over and over again. Yeah, there, there's blood kind of coming down. There's plaster raining down oh, I think on our, I see, our heads. I think I see brain. Uh, we should probably get you to a hospital. Uh, you know, I I use the sink all the time. I use this like every morning. Can you do? You, can we at least make a referral? Do you have any family in the business or anybody you can recommend? Gary, uh, get a tarp. I'm going to take this guy to the ER. Uh, he hasn't blinked since he's been here. I think he might be a little bit concussed. C- come on, buddy. Let's let's go. All right. Well, I'll see you later. I... <sighs> and, you know, Grandpa just he always gave me three pieces of advice before he died. He said, don't wear suede in the rain. Don't hire the cheapest plumber you can find. You should always watch out for fireballs. Life, you know, life advice we can all live by. As we as we continually struggle to naturally work in, yeah. the title of the show, yeah, it's naturally what? Um, well, there's some where it works. <laughs> like it definitely happens sometimes at, um, at points. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so, so this is we, we've done a couple of Mario games. I think mm-hmm. three, maybe. And the trick yeah. is like 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 <laughs> revisiting that over and over again. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is another trope is to take someone behaves in a certain way because of a video game. And as opposed Mm -hmm. to, uh, uh, like an, an exposing the main character to real life rather than exposing real characters to the game, Mm -hmm. you know, which is the, the kind of the other, other half of this. Right. Um, it also, uh, you know, us trying to be dark and like some of these get real dark. (laughs) They do. Um, specifically like my, my favorite really dark one is the Yoshi's Island one. (laughs) Um, I really like that one, um, for that. Speaking of Mario games, yeah, you know, being really dark. Um, but yeah, so again, really simple. Mario mm-hmm. is a plumber. If you hired <laughs> him to be a plumber, he would be a terrible plumber. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, yeah, that, that and, and scene, but, yeah. uh, the, I, I remember having a lot of fun doing the sound design on that in order to, mm-hmm. uh, make the most convincing, like skull cracking open, adding more and more layers to it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, th- this is just a hint. If you're looking to do any kind of audio production and you're trying to, you know, depict rending flesh or crush a bone or whatever, uh, uh, crush, you just Google anything related to vegetables or in, in mm. whatever whatever uh, search engine you use to find sounds. Um, like like I think that the most gnarly one is like an onion being ripped in half mm. or something like that. Yeah, it's 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 real like basic fully fully work stuff. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe a good time to say this too. I get a lot of the sound effects stuff from freesound.org. Yes, me too. Yeah, so that's a really wonderful website mm-hmm. if uh, if you get a chance to peruse that. Um, but they have a really wide database of things um right. i don't know which episode it's going to appear in probably the Shadowrun one the next one i do yep. but there's a door opening and closing that i use in every <laughs> every time i need to yeah. have a door open and close i use the same one because i think it's really funny mm-hmm. um and uh that one i got that from there so i've been using that for you know dead idea of a holla so like three years now yeah um and i really like that website yeah I, 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 I use the same uh the same sound the, the same fireball sound mm. I, just, I just have it actually at my sidebar yeah, I've, <laughs> I've got I've got a fireball sound I like to use as well. There's a yeah. couple, you know, uh, real standard ones um, mm-hmm. I like to use. And then for video game sounds, um, I just search them. Yeah. A lot of times I find them as ringtones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if, you, if you're looking to make, you know, do your own video game Foley stuff um, and you're looking for sound effects from a game and you can't find any, try ringtones because yeah. sometimes you can. That was really helpful for Metal Gear 
Mm-hmm. Um, those are almost all uh, ringtones um, in there. So, yeah. Yep, I like that one. Um, mm-hmm. Me too. Let's try this next one. Now that you have supped on the sweet sanguine ambrosia, you must know the things that really matter to our kind, such as politics. For instance, there are several clans you need to keep in mind. Yeah, like the like the Ventru and the and the Nosferatu. I mean, it seems like pretty basic stuff. There are outliers to consider, and you should know them well, like the Gapeferatu. The Gape for what? Imagine an entire clan of mouth breathers. But I thought that we didn't have to breathe. You're making this more complicated than it needs to be. Now, next, remember, the Patromalis. They hate their fathers and devote their entire unlife to getting revenge through poor choices and bad music. Man, it sounds like most of these vampires are just assholes. It certainly seems that way. However, some are just unfortunate, like the Piotas. They are forced to walk this earth, constantly spelling like baked goods. This is just all so confusing. I mean, are there any others that I should know about? Perhaps the Lolorandum Malachi? They're a little bit like the Malkavians, but they cannot stop making references to midgets, or zombie pirates, or monkeys, or cheese at inappropriate times. Then there are the Tropodum. They are artistic. Is there anything that we have in common? Kind and kindred alike must all remember to watch out for fireballs. How will history judge us for our attitude towards the autistic cult? <laughs> poorly. Poorly, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, it, it's not so much that we did it, it's just that autism itself was a punchline. Just like by. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and, we, and we, we thought that we were being unduly cruel to TV tropes. Um, not unduly. We thought that we were just being cruel to TV tropes, but in reality, we're just being cruel, cruel to people to who are on the uh, people on the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. The uh, that joke comes up a few times. Yeah. Um, we we remember this first episode. I bet you, or these first like few episodes, we talk a lot about being guilty about liking TV tropes. Mm-hmm. That was a repeating thing. <laughs> like it was kind of a weird because I mean they are horrible in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Like yeah. in the same way Game Facts is, but I don't apologize for liking Game Facts. Yeah, but we definitely spent a lot of time doing that. You know, like here's the thing: there, there was a there was a thread in something awful that was that was dredging up the worst of it. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think that like it, that's where I started getting entangled with like looking up instances of uh, you know X, Y, or Z, like just reading the main pages. I think that the stuff that gets really like like, like the stuff that we're making fun of in that are like the this troper pages, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, you know. It's there's a lot of awfulness to be had there. Yes. Now we hate Reddit. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, like as long as we're updating the things we hate. Yeah. Um, we're okay. Just finding the worst things over and over again. Um, so this kind of began the, the 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 genre that we have settled settle into occasionally, where we just list a bunch of stuff. Yeah. This is we we fall into this a couple of times, and it's something that I want to move away from, and we have been moving away from. Um, but there are definitely a couple, like we definitely in this early first half of the show's run, like kind of fell back on this trope a couple of times. Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, in this troper's opinion, it's you know relatively <laughs> fun just to like think of like you know the, the vampire clans, right? They each yeah. have their own quirk, and you can just it's just a one-two punch, blank name that kind of alludes to it, and then the payoff is the description of what they are. What what happens is I think that this comes up often because you can do that for any game. Mm-hmm. Like any game has a thing you can list. Yeah, different color um, mushrooms think, in Mario. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I was the, just about to say like different power ups in in Mario. You know, we can always do that. So I mm-hmm. think that this happens a lot of times when we don't have another idea mm-hmm. for the thing. A lot of times we try to do, um, and I'm not being self-aggrandizing <laughs> at all. Later on, we start making the scabs make fun of things about the game right or criticize the game mm-hmm. and uh this is kind of before that was a thing yeah so we, i'm like looking at the list here when is the first time that comes up uh, metroid maybe yeah metroid fusion it's really direct and then after like abe's odd world does it a little mm-hmm. bit um we start doing that a little bit later yeah um which is which i really like a little bit more mm-hmm you know, as, yeah. as a thing. And like listening back to this one, like the joke is that you think that the first thing that you would learn upon being uh, a vampire is like, okay, what you can and can't do. But, you know, the world of darkness, you know, just it, it, it's all about these politics and things. So yeah, somebody being brought in, you know, brought, brought into the fold and then just hearing these kind of minute details. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And if I could have done uh, impersonation of Jack, like Smiling Jack or if yeah. either of us could have. That would have been would have been helpful because then we wouldn't have had like Dungeon Mister and Dorky Cole the Vampire. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> that, that was just me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know. Okay, <laughs> I'm just calling you a dork. The the uh, you know or like not well, you just don't sound like a cool vampire, right? Like you just sound like Cole. Yeah, um, and and like and, uh, so th- that is that that is both a statement about our our own our own relative lack of <laughs> voice talent. Yeah, and uh, just the fact that that's you know John DiMaggio, you know. Yeah, he's got a very distinct voice. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of a clunker. Um, as far as these go. And then we have a really good one, and then we both do a clunker, and then a really good one, (laughs) and one from both of us. So the next one that you do is really great, and then we both do a clunker, and then the next (laughs) one that I do is really great. So I'm very proud of. I don't want to actually, you know, aggrandize it at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, yeah, this one's, you know, a little bit bit shitty. But I also distinctly remember us having a hard time coming up with what to do Mm, for this. This game is long. Like, this was uh, a really long game. And if you listen to the episode, you can hear us rush through the last third of it. Yeah. You know, um, it, w- it was a big game. It was hard to do with well, this. Well, like, we also, did... the last third of the game is just garbage anyway. So Oh, totally. Yeah. For sure. But we also, even some of the good stuff, we went through really quick. Yeah. And, like, some of those garbage parts would have been, for our purposes, would have been good discussion fodder. Mm-hmm. Like, we really, you know, tended to... It, it kind of, like, speaks to the weird place that our show is at, where it's mm-hmm. not quite criticism or a review. Like, I don't really know what you would call it. But yeah. it's, you know, we we tend to focus on what we like mm-hmm. or what really, you know, what made the biggest impression. And the last half of uh, Vampire Bloodlines just doesn't make very much of an impression, so we yeah. really skip through it. And this was before we gave ourselves permission to break into two-parters, too. Or before we gave ourselves permission to have really long episodes. True. So like eventually we, and we didn't, you know, when we say gave ourselves permission, I don't, there's nothing uh, malicious about that. We just kind of asked like, does anybody hate this? And, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone was like, no, like I do this on my commute or I do it at work. I listen Mm -hmm. to it at work. Like the longer, the better. And uh, we just, you know, took your word for it. So um, yeah, even though we're kind of moving back the other way now with putting the uh, responses in the extra sods. True. So we're kind of doing back to our more balanced Mm -hmm. thing. It is an evolving thing. Yes, it is. And this is probably, this is one of my favorites of all time. Me too. 
All right, and in closing, uh, please stop leaving your babies unattended in your yard or at the store or at the mall. Uh, your neighbors are not going to raise these kids for you, folks. It's your responsibility. Now, moving on to new business. Uh, it just says here, Dr. Tongue Issue. Must I be beset on all sides by your contemptible, small-minded hectoring? Oh, order, order. Now, now Dr. Tongue, your yard stands in wild defiance of the Homeowners Association bylaw. Act immediately to rectify this, or you're going to face a steep fine. Men of science have neither the time nor the inclination for such drudgery. I assure you that my verdant fields of pulsating pods can police themselves. You're, you're missing the point, sir. Uh, your, your yard ate my dog. Scruffins is gone, Dr. Tongue. And many of the neighborhood children have been lost in that hedge maze. And the chainsaw noises coming from that maze are well above loud decibel levels. These accusations are just a distraction from the issue at hand. Why did you deny my request to install Tesla coils on the perimeter? Now, Dr. Tom, we've been over this again and again. All Tesla coils over 30 feet require a zoning variance. This is a witch hunt! A witch hunt! Which reminds me, a sizable coven of witches escaped from my compound last night. Witches? I am at wit's end with this association of homeowners. At last... Feel the wrath of my fellow machinations. <laughs> Dr. Tom, will you turn yourself into a giant spider at every meeting? Alright, everyone. See you to the exit in an orderly fashion. And on the way, be sure to watch out for fireballs. Do I do I have permission to be like to to, to, to self-congratulate? Uh I'll allow it. So good. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so this i think this was the first time i like posted a screenshot of logic to be like yep, oh yeah this is a thing yeah this is a lot of tracks yeah yeah but uh this is real fun we're both doing real fun different voices mm-hmm. um which is nice it's a it's a fun it's a good idea it's got a nice diegetic uh title mm-hmm. call out mm-hmm. um yeah this is this is successful yeah, this I think that this could still be held up as as the as the as a as like the standard of like oh here's what these should be. Yeah, you know? if we we're gonna if, if this wasn't gonna be commentary on all of our our flubs and our snubs, <laughs> then the uh, uh, this would be on our like best of reel probably. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is it, real good. And, and like the premises, you know, it's it's roughly like the Super Mario one, right? Mm-hmm. element of game encounters real world something as stupid as a homeowners association meeting yeah <laughs> and, and yeah. i think our i think our line readings hold up too like like yeah. you with the witches yeah <laughs> yeah know? it's my it's my dr phil yeah voice. oh yeah it is your dr phil i was wondering what yeah. you would characterize that as yeah yeah it's the uh because i i mean i've only got a couple like oh i only have a couple of voices as well mm-hmm. i think that cool only has a couple of voices but one of them happens to be a german mad scientist so it just doesn't come up that often <laughs> like but i also only have a couple of voices yeah and uh and that is that's one of them mm-hmm. um yeah and the the one uh, really so that i like that one a lot i think mm-hmm. that's really funny yeah um, i remember when it came out and i was initially for the first half of the show i listened to all of them right after they came out mm-hmm. now especially if i edit them i don't always do that mm-hmm. um but i listen to them all and i remember listening to the intro like several times yeah it was very good mm-hmm. um the uh one of those extra voices i can do is in this next one true true also i should say this is the first episode that has show notes 
the episode, um, the, yeah, the zombies one. A, and, and Sam Sar is in there. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> the next episode is also a, this is the next episode is the first one that has an extra soda. Oh, yeah, true. Yep. You know what we should put in this is the extra soda announcement sketch. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, because that's, I mean, I don't think that's anywhere on our website um, yeah. and is a, uh, you know, that's a, a fun little nugget. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let's listen to the next sketch and then we'll talk a little bit about extra sodes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, excuse me, uh, I heard that this is where I could find Mr. Piper Ryback. Oi, Gemma, don't be so obvious. You're greener than a cash salad on St. Patty's Day. Call me Mr. Johnson. You know, out of respect for my low profile. If anonymity were a concern for you, uh, it might be wise to convince uh, the innkeeper over there uh, to stop referring all of his guests to you. I bet the police know all about you and your operation here. Hey, uh, that's the risk you gotta take in this here uh, shadowy world of clandestine runs. Now listen, what can old Mr. Piper Ryback do for you? I'm definitely interested in some work. Uh, I've got my eye on some uh, some hot new weapons and cyberware. Now listen, I got this client, and he needs to be taken across the street to that abandoned warehouse over there. And uh, you do this, and I will pay you 50 bucks. 50 bucks to cross the street? That sounds great. What's his name? Uh, Wait wait a minute. You you don't want to negotiate? Well, I mean, 50 bucks to cross the street sounds pretty great to me. I mean, do I get back pay for the streets I crossed to get here? Hey, hey, ease up on the smart-ass routine, chum. 50 million it is, plus some karma. I thought the karma was only served out by the Cosmos. Cosmos? Ain't that that Johnson down by the docks? Hey, he ain't got no corner on that market. I don't understand how karma can help me upgrade my deck anyway. Well, about that, I got some bad news. If you want to buy the really cool cyberware, it's going to be at least 70000 do you? 70000 Jesus. Do you have anything that's just a little bit more affordable? Well, I know this guy who can let you in on all the hottest corporation secrets. And I can give you his phone number... It's only going to cost you a thousand new yen. Everyone in this town is trying to bleed me dry. <sighs> okay, here, take it. Here you go. Uh, hey, uh, hi, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Piper Ryback. Uh, he, he told me that you had some tips on some uh, really lucrative corp shadow runs. Yeah, the, uh, the first thing you have to remember... When you're running against the corp, is you always have to watch out for fireballs. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So this is, this might be the first one where there's some we're making fun of the game. True. In it, like we're like saying down, you know, bad things about the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or at least pointing out like one of the absurdities, like that is of the, of the premise, right? Yeah. 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 Um, lots of absurdities, like how expensive everything is, how dumb it is that you get paid across the street, mm-hmm. how this guy's anonymous and everybody is getting sent to him. Um, yeah, Piper Ryback. When I I used to work as a chief clerk at a, a Northern Illinois University, and that is the name of a uh, a copier contact. Like we had these list of they're called key operators, <laughs> and uh, one of them was named Diane Piper Ryback, which I just thought was like the best name of all time. So. <laughs> It shows up in Dead Idea of a Holla a couple times. I think there's a couple things where I'm like, I don't give a Diane Piper Ryback. Yeah. Um, 
but I always like that name. <laughs> so I've, and I've snuck it in multiple times in this show, I think, too. I think it comes up in a later sketch as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it, I think that it, yeah, it does pop up in, in in later sketches. This is one. If, if it feels like it doesn't go anywhere, I think that I think that uh, like my performance wasn't that great actually. Well, the other <laughs> thing that happens is the uh, transition to something that where we can uh, bring in the title of the show is really clumsy. Yeah. So like him meeting with a with a Johnson, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, there are okay jokes in the first part. I mean, not you know, there's nothing real knee slappers there but mm-hmm. they're, it's not too shabby and then uh but the uh him going outside to make mm-hmm. the phone call and stuff like it's just like it's a little bisected and weird um True. like i said i think i feel like uh this one and the next one are kind of weak um and then they get good for for one episode <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh but yeah, I, yeah. I, the uh you know th- this one is fine mm-hmm. um yeah yeah uh, i've been happy to sneak all these shadow runs in yeah they're games <laughs> just don't make me yeah. do the xbox one yeah nope nope so like we said back at the beginning there this was also the first episode that had an extra sode uh which was something you know just we, we decided you needed more of us uh and we didn't want to let the <laughs> we didn't want to let the uh the good stuff we said during the episode or before or after go to waste uh so that became you know this thing um and gary recorded this awesome little announcement uh which we can hear now Oh, hello. I didn't see you come in. My name is Gary Butterfield of the Watch Out for Fireballs podcast. This is my office. Welcome. I see you're here for the tour. Well, let's head on out to the factory floor and see where the magic happens. Put on this this helmet, these eye guards. You can sign this this waiver here real quick. No, no, just just don't don't read it. Just okay. And then uh, follow me through this door. All of this machinery and all of these men and women help Cool and I create an episode of Watch Out for Fireballs every two weeks. Uh, you can see right over there, the uh, that, that big guy, don't get your hand near that. Uh, uh, there, there's the factory foreman, Phil. Uh, wave to him, wave to him, folks. You know, this is where we take elements like wit, whimsy, history, Humor, the internet, DOSBox, Nintendo, Game Boy, virtual consoles, a crippling need for validation, unfounded opinions, bias, BIOS, references, and many other elements, and, and cram them together, just kind of machineryize industrially, just put them into a, an episode to watch out for fireballs. Now, uh, if you look over to your left, you're going to see a, a rusty bin. It's got some some bits in there, some jokes that while are are decent, uh, just don't fit into the episode. Just a lot of sludge and slime, podcast runoff. Uh, This this rusty bin, every two weeks we dump it into the Hyrule River. And, you know, rather harmlessly, uh, we can't be held responsible if those kids, uh, you know, prefer older systems or have webbed fingers or open up accounts on good old games or if they die we can't be held responsible for those things um but if you follow me i'm very excited to tell you about a new initiative uh come back into my office please where it's a little bit quieter so we here at watch out for fireballs are uh, excited to announce a brand new initiative we've partnered up with the hube foundation and in accordance with the mccracklin group we're going to use all that podcast runoff 
slime, sludge, detritus, and craft uh, what we're calling the Watch Out for Fireballs Extrasodes. It's not a term we made up, but uh, we'll take it. These are going to be 10 minute long little compilations of, of unused material, jokes that didn't go anywhere, tangents, uh, things like that. All fine, well, and good in and of themselves, but we just couldn't find a place in the main episode. We're going to take these 10 minute segments and kind of slam them together into little bite, niblet, podcast cutlets for you to enjoy. Now you're probably asking yourself how you can get a hold of one of these episodes. Well, uh, as friends of the show, as uh, people who are on the tour at the Watch Out for Fireballs factory, we feel that not only do you get a little bit of the magic that's in the air that, that surrounds this Retro Video Games podcast, you also share a little bit in the responsibility. So uh, please uh, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, mention us on Facebook, mention us in other places on the internet, tell your friends about us, participate and comment on games that we play, take a picture of yourself wearing a button, which you can buy in the gift shop on the way out, let your friends know all about us, and any other way you can think of that helps the show. And uh, let us know that you've done this, contact us, and we will email you an exclusive mp3 download link that contains the extrasode for that episode. So uh, here, uh, if you look over here at this box, um, I have a freshly produced episode 7 of Watch Out for Fireballs. We talked about Shadowrun on the Sega Genesis. Uh, be careful, it's still a little hot, it's, it's right off the press. Uh, however, next to it, in a smaller box that looks similar, I have the extrasode for that episode. And if you'd like to hear 10 minutes of us talking about things that got about Shadowrun but got cut out uh, from that episode, just follow that aforementioned advice and we'd be happy to mail it to you. Um, on your way out, uh, you can show yourself out of the, the factory. Please don't go in any doors that are marked X and uh, talk to Anne up at the desk and she'll validate your parking um, if you buy something from the gift shop. Uh, sorry about that, but we really just, you know, we need you to, uh, to, to do that. Um, okay. Well, I got to get back to work, folks. And, uh, remember, on your way out, to watch out for watch out for fireballs. Thanks, thanks guys. Damn tours. I'm back to work. Uh, that, that, that was how we announced Extrasodes, which are kind of the first salvo in an attempt for us to systematize and incentivize something uh, for our listeners to do a thing. And uh, eventually, it took a couple of months, but uh, we, we decided that we didn't want to hire light under a bushel. And uh, we made them part of the everyday rotation, which I think was, or not every, every week rotation, um, which I think was the right decision. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it helps a lot to have something to come out every week. Mm -hmm. um, the first episode, if you listen to it, it's really weird because <laughs> it was emulating yeah. the style of the episode. Like mm -hmm. there were musical breaks the same way. Mm -hmm. Like I want there are songs from Shadowrun I didn't get a chance to put into the episode. Right. That I, I put in there. Um, it's a weird, weird little beast. Yeah. Um, we stopped doing that. Mm -hmm relatively quickly yeah they, they, they just became kind of low effort uh not, not low effort but they just <laughs> i like podcast runoff you know like yeah yeah i don't know it's uh i i'm really proud of them like uh, midway through like the existing run as we're listening to it now we started doing a lot of weird stuff like talking about that week's breaking bad or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, yeah you know which i i, I liked those a lot um 
Have you ever thought about, and we shouldn't do this, but in like your more <laughs> insane moments, going back to the original files of the first like six episodes and checking to see what didn't oh, get put oh in the episode? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've, I've been very curious about that and going yeah. through. Like, I've wanted to go back to that first time we talked um, and see, because we warmed up for like a good like 45 minutes on that. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's anything good in there. Not that it's all great or anything like no, that, but no. like... I like it as a because like so like my friend Zach who listens to he only listens to the extra sode stuff really like he doesn't like video games <laughs> so he you know he likes listening to us pal around mm-hmm. um, that's it you know well, so that's a, you know that I, like there's I like having both sides of it yeah personally. that's a use case I have never heard before so I'm yeah. I'm kind of happy that that exists that yeah. we that we can please that very specific market of yep. people who like us but don't like video games. Yeah. <laughs> because usually who, who it's the like other way us, around. Don't like video games and don't want to listen to our respective shows. Yes. Um that's <laughs> not true. Like uh Zach listened to uh, Die of a Hala very like yeah. regularly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he likes uh yeah, so it's a uh, it's a different thing, mm-hmm. which I, I like how it stands on its own. Yep. Um yeah. But do, do those, those will be a reality from here on in. <laughs> Do uh, do we want do we want to do like a quick little uh, um, you know documentary bit about how we how how everything started here? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. And some of the stuff we went over in our anniversary episode. Yes, um, for the first one, but just for to put it all in one place for as kind of a document. That's a yes. good idea. Yeah. So um, we found each other through the, uh, the Something Awful forums. I uh, believe mm-hmm. you had started a thread uh, talking about like, hey, who else podcasts, and uh, that turned into like a uh, podcast workshop kind of club mm-hmm. yeah start yeah. yep both those things are true and then we would do on that uh message board there would be kind of like uh you know set uh uh you know agree to to look at the pre- people above you mm-hmm. kind of thing and do feedback and i participated in that for a little while yep um a lot of the, those shows no longer exist yeah um like almost all of them actually for a little while there was like a and it, i reference it in uh daddy of a holiday like gooncast.com mm-hmm or gooncast.net, that stopped being a thing. Yeah. Um, like, it's essentially, like, us and Lou. And Lou was around <laughs> before us. Right. So that's really what's what's there. And other things have sprung up. But mm-hmm. um, kind of something awful podcast, which is, you know, uh, Zach from Video Games Hot Dog said, you know, the glue that brings all these projects together. <laughs> it is a force for um, good. It is for a force for good. It's, yeah. it's the best curated community on the internet. Yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, so yeah, so through that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I put up my shows, or the idea of a hall at the time, Cole put up... Uh, those damn Ross kids. Um, I think that was before I heard. I think that was the first one you put up there. Was those damn Ross? Kids. Yeah, yeah. I was the only person who was doing two shows. So yeah, yeah. I feel like that was the only one I heard because I didn't mm-hmm. hear uh, "Don't Tree until later. Right. And yeah, I think we, we we liked each other's work a lot, you know. And just like for mm-hmm. me, uh, you know, I was following you on Twitter and things like that, and I was just kind of pl- I was playing Breath of Fire three, which is a game I don't think we could ever do for the show just because it's impossible to get a hold of. You can't really mm-hmm. emulate it, or I guess you can emulate it, but it's not purchasable by any stretch of the imagination. Although it would be good to yeah. do a non-Final Fantasy JRPG and, and Breath of Fire. See, before, Breath of Fire if seems we, like a good a good series to go for. Dude, you know? if, if we do a, a non-Final Fantasy JRPG, we have to do Anachronics. Yeah. Like if we don't do that, John Selenier is going to fucking murder us in our sleep. <laughs> He's going to find us. Yeah, and that's if he doesn't do it. Because, mm-hmm. spoiler, like we're not doing it this year. <laughs> we have our year planned out, and yeah. I feel really bad about that, because yeah. it would be an interesting game to do i like mm-hmm. that game yeah you know he's been suggesting it forever it just kind of never worked out for the schedule right um yeah but yeah so you were doing that i discovered don't trade at some point mm-hmm. and listened to it and i was like for some reason even though 
I'm trying to think of a way to phrase this without being dicky. <laughs> um, I liked Don't Tree. Mm-hmm. I liked the idea. It was immediately very appealing to me to like guest on something that was already established, mm-hmm. even if it's not like Don't Tree was not famous or anything like that. And oh, I'm far not from it. Saying it to be jerky. No, it was um, small time. It, that was, yeah, it was just something I liked, and I was like, oh, it would be real feel real fun to like guest on something. Mm-hmm. I distinctly remember that. Yeah. As a, as a thing. So I think I remember suggesting, my initial suggestion was like, hey, you should have me on there. Because you were talking about things that Ben and Dennis and uh, uh, David like weren't that interested in. Because this mm-hmm. was when I was getting really into iOS games. Yeah. And I've always liked old JRPGs. Before this show taught me not to. <laughs> um, that's not true. But yeah. before the, uh, you know, I that's a big part of my DNA too. And I was like, mm-hmm. those guys aren't going to understand Breath of Fire 3 like I will, Cole. <laughs> you know, you should have me on there and we'll talk about old JRPGs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I was I was looking for projects to do. Honestly, I was I was in the midst of a job search. I was working like fifteen hours a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could really only afford like beer and ibuprofen for diet. You know, it's just yeah. it was a it was a real thing. And like by the time we started, I'd actually moved back into my parents' basement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was I you know I needed something you know to, 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 to try something and you know just, just work and keep my chops up you know and you know uh, what is probably in that Mega Man X warm up is the first time I found out how old you are oh really like that would probably be a fun thing to listen to because <laughs> I, I don't don't remember thinking like you were significantly younger than me when I was listening mm-hmm. to it yeah and then uh, there's probably at some point me asking and you'd be like well I'm 22 or whatever you were at the time and me just be like whoa <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. I'm going to get in here. Yeah. Here. Arms arms and equipment guide second edition, fool. <laughs> so <laughs> I can I came in I came in late. I was I was I was third edition by the time by the time things got rolling around for me. By the time I reached that depth of mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I bet you it all translates. Yeah, well, all yeah. all the medieval knowledge translates. Exactly. The 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 the, the backbone is there. I think I think that's going to be one of the funny things about this about this program actually is uh is is our is our very slight age difference oh yeah because i'm 23 yeah you're you're a little bit a little bit younger than i am yeah i i, oh. I saw you you were you were 13 i when i Mega I, Man X I, came out okay. yeah i i oh i, I thought you said i, I was 30 i thought you were inversing my the, the numbers of my name no like i thought you no. were 13 i was like yeah that would be a real different different kind of show a little bit just you're just calling some some random 13 year old yeah <laughs> No, I'm I'm very close to 31 now. So. I'm on I'm on enough lists. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, that that is true. I yeah. I I don't know if I if I knew how old you were. I don't remember if you've ever mentioned it I, or if I've just maybe missed it. I don't know. I mean, I think maybe like talk talking with Chris about one thing or another, it probably comes up because he's 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 28 mm. or 20 29 or something like that. So yeah, one of those numbers. One of those. But uh, I, 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 I do. Why don't you try starting a podcast with me? Hi, <laughs> I'm from uh, To Catch a Predator. Oh yeah, yes, I was going <laughs> to say. Uh, come in, have a seat. Yeah, have a seat. Why don't you have try having? A, why don't you try talking about Dragon Warrior Two to me? Hello, <laughs> my name. Is <laughs> to Catch a Podcaster. Oh, let's file that somewhere. That's not too hard. We can't run very fast. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can roll like the Dickens. Yeah. Uh, oh man! Yeah. But uh, I, I direct messaged you, um, and I said, "Hey, we should do a we should do like a a half hour retro games podcast." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the first one is seventy minutes. Yep. 
So our very first effort out the gate was twice as long as we wanted it to be, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like it was, a, it was a funny misconception, but yeah. it doesn't matter. Like some things I think lend themselves to being short, but people, mm-hmm. video game podcast audiences are used to ridiculous epics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, content's I mean, like goldfish. It'll expand to fit whatever it needs to. Yeah. Yep, yep. And so that was, uh, and then, you know, we started working on music and then started putting things together, talking about release schedules and logistics. Like, one of the things that is true about me and Cole is that we are friends, but we all, part of the reason why we work so well together is that we are both very, like, logistic focused. Yeah. Like, we are both uh, set up a series of problems and then solve them in order. Yeah. Um, and that lent itself really well to the strength of the show. And that's why it's been, you know, we didn't miss an episode until Cole got hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> like we, you know, we kept like clockwork episode, like mm-hmm. regular schedules and, and really high, like at least to our, to our minds, like really mm-hmm. high production values and everything, um, because that's just kind of how we work. Right. And I think that if there's one reason why we've been able to keep doing the show is, is that, yep. um, is that we are very, uh, you know, very similar minded yeah. on that front. We're, we're, we're system makers, right? Yeah. Yep. Do, do you know what your Myers-Briggs type is? No, no okay. I've been asked that many multiple times, hmm. but I, I do not. Uh, I haven't. I keep meaning to sit down and take the test because yeah. I get asked. Oh, yeah. um, I'm skeptical of that stuff. <laughs> like I, oh. I like anything that categorizes people. Yeah. Like I am. I am immediately kind of rail against. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the uh, and that that's a you know relatively that's hippie Gary like 2013 <laughs> hippie Gary who hates that. Yeah. Um, but the uh, I do I do not know what it is. Yeah. It's probably a little different than yours because we are we are certainly different in lots of ways. True. But one way whatever the letter that corresponds to that <laughs> is. Yeah. And you know just like the consistency I, I think that I think that the the, the rigid format. Um, you know, helps mm-hmm. a lot, and then just like that gives us the boundaries to goof around in. And we found yeah. we found that groove really early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it just kind of you know a lot of it just came in, it came out natural, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool. Yeah. And it's been you know it's been really satisfying. Like I remember um, because I don't, I don't know about you, but my prior to this I you know made my my podcast um, and Dead Idea of a Holla is more tightly curated than my previous ones. Mm-hmm. But like for me, any project like the the part that's fun is just the like having a thing at the end. Yeah. That's all I want out of life is to have a thing. Like I want to make a thing mm-hmm. and at the end, like this is a thing. It's neat. This is what I've done. This didn't exist before. That's really intoxicating to me. Mm-hmm. And that is always going to be what I spend my time on and what I want to pursue and what I wish I could spend all of my time on, you know, essentially like that is my favorite thing. Right. And, uh, that you, I think that comes through in the show is just mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, this, this is a product, yeah. you know, not because it's commodity, you know, uh, a commodity, but because it is a, a we want it to stand alone as a thing. Mm-hmm. That's also why I would not have wanted to, and as much as I like the level and everything, like mm-hmm. I like watch out for fireballs because each it's a, you know, it's not uh, periodical, right? Like there's no news element to it. There's mm-hmm. no, you know, the fact, even the fact that we chose older games to start with, meant that it was already like that's it's already dated right like it being current is not the point mm-hmm. you know and yeah. i really appreciate that yeah as a thing it's a you just like with stuff like the level you know like 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 i do that because it's fun to talk about the things that we're playing you know like anything video game you know uh centric on the network is about the experience like the 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 whole like latest and greatest tips and tricks you know sneak previews at blah 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 like that's the like only periodicals can really do that successfully right even though 
a fakey so if we ever get unlimited time and get paid to podcast again mm-hmm. a fakey audio version of like those old tips and tricks tapes oh god yeah like me and you doing like production like wailing guitar s- sounds and surfing <laughs> noises and yeah. then just codes for nes games that yeah. we read from game facts <laughs> yeah like that's a great idea mm-hmm. like that would be i would listen to the shit out of like a you know a once weekly like 15 minute like you know battle toads you know <laughs> press pause and press up and b to continue as a second player <laughs> Press press pause to hear an awesome drum beat. Yeah, like that would be amazing. Like, did we, did we both just do? The... Yeah, we know. I know that drum beat. Okay. My friend Derek uh, took VHS video of himself playing that game and uh, like showed me the tape. He's like, "Check out this kick action!" And then he like kicks someone as a battle toad. And he goes, "Check out this pause action!" And then presses pause and it does that beat. And he watches it for a good couple of minutes. It's really funny. <laughs> Um, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's it's wonderful. I wish I could find that, that mm-hmm. tape. But the, uh, mirroring that aesthetic in audio form would be a blast. Because mm-hmm. those things, those tips and tricks magazines and, and videotapes, that's yeah. a bygone. Whew, I miss those things. <laughs> the heady days. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, <laughs> but no, it's it's a it's a if you're not attached to a bigger site or outlet or something like that, it's really hard to make that work because you can't go to preview events. And I know that there are embargoes, but if you listen to you know the big the the, the big guys or whatever, and I, I don't know, it, it's just we <laughs> we we uh we 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 leverage kind of the democratized nature of podcasts to be complete outsiders and still have our our, our audience. You know. Yeah. Yep, agreed. Yeah. Um, so the next game we did, uh, let's listen to the uh, beginning of that one. I think I've just about got it. The last piece of evidence to bring the vanguard down. Hey, hey you! You're not supposed to be here. Yeah, you're under arrest. Damn, I'm so close. You have the right to remain refreshing. Everything you say will be used against you in a bingo court of law. Bingo, the world's only soda. You are charged with the corporate offense of trespassing on secured property without your mandatory zesty <sighs> life. Commercials these corporate police read get longer and longer every time. I guess I can just open a shift and escape to Arcadia. On the extract minds of Romulan 17. Hey, what's that light? Wait, stop! <sighs> Good old-fashioned Arcadia. Looks like I'm free and clear. Hey, hey you! You're not supposed to be here! You're under arrest. Not here, too. You are found in breach of the laws set forth by the Bingo Meadery. You must report to the Honey Alls to banish the rogue alchemist from the distillery. Oh, getting rid of an alchemist. That's easy. Eh, you're off your noggin. No, not really. I mean, all you have to do is some basic arithmetic, and then on your way up to the alchemist, you have to remember to watch out for fireballs. Okay, so terrible Cockney accent aside, I really (laughs) like that sketch. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like, so the idea, the joke is that the Mingo, the Bingo Corporation has a metery as well in Arcadia. Like, it's, it's, it is a, it is, I think that's a real weird sketch. It's really weird, but I like it because it's weird. Like, I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy anytime we do like parallel stuff and just the idea that there are these two worlds, just that he just, he thinks he's getting away, but then he doesn't. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my it's not my favorite. That's not my favorite. Um, but it's... Yeah, the uh, it, it is our it does it is weird that like this was the first episode where it became, you know, despite the fact that like point five percent of games are adventure games, like point you know ten percent of the games we're going to do for the show are going to be adventure games. Right. But um, I've, man, this was the first pure adventure game that we did though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because Mist is more of like a puzzle. Yeah, I suppose puzzle Mist counts. Game. Yep. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll retract my. 
yeah. I, I think I think adventure. I think third person. Like you know, you're now. Yeah, but I mean, it's a subgenre yeah. of that greater genre. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, yeah, we don't uh, we do a lot of adventure games yeah. for the show. And another sneak preview is this next year is no different. So <laughs> we have a lot of adventure games on, on the slate. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I like uh, I don't know I like it. Hmm. Yeah. I'm doing it too. I think that it gets hard when we want to talk about mechanics. Mm, yeah. You know, since they share so many of them. Um, but and this was a good game. Like I was happy to play it. Yeah. I never played it before. It's a legend in the the genre. True. Um, and it's a really good game. This was this was one of the ones like like we were really really pressed for time on it though. Like we did, like I think you did, you did like a how long to beat or looked at it looked up on a message board like yeah. how long is this and you said fifty hours like pff, a fifty hour adventure game. It wasn't yeah. far off the mark. No, it's a real. It's it's way too long. Yeah, um, that is something that we started. This is probably the first time that became a concern, right? Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. Like just peeking behind the komodo is that we spend a lot of time planning, strategically planning the order we do games and what games we do. Yeah. So we can fit around our lives. What's going to be easiest to play around other things, especially now that we're doing, you know, we do bonfire side chat mm-hmm. and abject suffering. Yeah. So we have to figure out how we can play all of this stuff, mm-hmm. and it's, there are a lot of moving parts, and we, we, do, you know, that's very intentional. Yeah. So if it seems at any point like we're just picking shit out of a hat, we're not. No. Um. So and this was probably the first time that was a concern, mm-hmm. because we learned our lesson with it. Yeah. Like we were like we saw oh this says it's fifty hours to beat no it's not <laughs> and we played it and it's not fifty hours but it's really long. Yeah. And it kind of fucked us over. You know, I remember, like, really barely beating it mm-hmm. down to the wire. Yeah. Um, and you'll note that we, the next game we do is a real sorbet <laughs> for that. Like, we do that on purpose, too. Yeah. It's like, man, let's do, you know, let's do something easy. Even though it does mean doing, like, two Mario games within, you know, half of a year. Yeah. Like, we needed that to kind of refresh ourselves. Yeah. Well, why don't we check out the sketch for that? Because uh, it is also another winner. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is probably this is maybe my favorite that I've done up until episode fifty. <laughs> that, is my, that is my favorite that I produced. Yep. Um, this one is also is one of my favorites though. Yep. The country was young. A different place. Our hero, Mario, was absent in Sarah... Some other land. And while he was gone, a madman named Wario cast a spell on our entire kingdom. Some have called him a monster. Others have called him the Pallid Thunder. We seek to learn the story behind the man. This is Ken Burns' Wario. Wario was created one day when my best friend Mario put his hat upside down on a counter. One thing led to another, and bam, Wario takes the stage. Now Mario, he had tangled with some tough customers. Giant turtle dragons, dream frogs, pro golfer John Daly. But Wario, Wario was different. I'm a simple guy. I like to ride go-karts, and I want to marry Princess Toadstool. Have you seen that girl shake it? But this Wario fella, he changed the game. He wanted money. I mean, have you seen that YouTube video from the bank robbery? 
I'm gonna win! Give me coins! <laughs> Nobody move or it's gonna get messy! He was a monster. And, and that's coming from me, I'm saying that. I mean, I'm some sort of Godzilla, turtle, spiky, Dennis Hopper, mutant, hybrid stepchild thing. Cash, gold, bonds, scepters, silks, diamonds. Those were the things the grotesquely bloated parody of a local noted plumber were driven by. Ordinarily kept in check by Bowsers, Mousers, and Mario, all it took was a power vacuum for him to magically seize power. My brother Mario, he was in Sarasaland fighting aliens and mummies, I think. I forget. I went with him in case anyone owned a link of the cable. That Vario, he was a real shit heel. Turned the whole world against me and my brother. Oh no! It was my greatest shame. I lived a good life. Play some tennis, referee some boxing, fight Kirby and Pikachu, and sometimes I get the Mario Crash. But when the Wario took over while I was gone, I felt terrible. All of my friends turned into a freaky little Jason masks and ants with bazookas all over their fanugans. So I did what I had to do. Find the coins they used to lock up my castle and curb-snap the son of a bitch Fazool. Then I set him on fire. He would have won too if he had remembered the golden rule of Mario Land. Watch out for the fireballs. Good fake documentary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that might be like the highest concept one that we did so, so far. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's real weird. And then there's also all these places. It is... Uh, explicitly adapting a visual medium to an audio thing so there are <laughs> yeah. long pauses where you have to imagine like slideshows and newspaper reels and stuff yeah. like that yeah. as if it was a documentary uh-huh. <laughs> like it is not an audio documentary <laughs> it is the audio from a documentary <laughs> yep. so yeah. Yeah, I liked the. I, I never noticed before, or I'm just noticing again for the first time the uh, the air raid siren when when Wario is freaking out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I like. Yeah, he's gonna kill everyone there. Like, yeah. it's, it's a problem. I'm I, gonna uh, win. The uh, and then like uh, uh, it's got all the weird like mixed media mm-hmm. for it, so it's like interview sound, like a narrator interview sounds, and then like audio from a YouTube, mm-hmm. which they show, which is like kind of neat. And then it's also, it's the longest one we've done so far. Yeah, clocks, uh, clocks in just under uh, four minutes. And part of that was the episode was really short. Yep. So that, you know, freed up room. And the other thing, too, is that, like, I, I know I mentioned earlier, is that I like these ones that kind of breathe mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, so, and that, that's kind of the, the strength of that one. Um, real quick shout out to, like, the Overclocked OC. Yes website so that OC is a great remix. source and you were the yeah. one who tipped me off to that OC remix. yeah yeah i think I, i'd used uh, some of their some of their music in a documentary actually about uh, mm-hmm. uh video games before that for a college project and mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of those are available on there um yeah and i and we've gone i've used that a bunch of times yeah so yeah R- really really awesome talented people over there um mm-hmm. yeah yep. <laughs> 
so good. Uh, like that, like that one continues to be one of the most well-regarded ones too. Like I've, I've yeah. like that comes up when people talk about like just uh, like a ninjas versus podcast or whatever. Like they've mentioned, like yeah, they did Ken Burns Mario. Or yeah, yeah, <laughs> Ken Burns. Which is just like you know that that's just silly. Like yeah. there's no nothing about Super Mario Land two that suggests itself to a documentary style mm-hmm. treatment of Wario. But I, um, it's like it's kind of like a it's it's a little bit of our mo though like which is to place it in the bro- broader context of a world like this yeah. historical event of a of a <laughs> you know usurping the kingdom mm-hmm. you know yeah and it also fits in with our mo of defaming Italian Americans oh yes yeah <laughs> well, so, so I was going to comment to that as well but I figured it wouldn't be worth it because all we are doing is aping Nintendo's defaming of Italian Americans yeah yeah which makes it okay it's like we're wearing a defamation condom <laughs> like there's a one layer protecting us from racism yeah we're, we're, we're Nintendo two, we're two steps removed <laughs> yeah oh man um mm-hmm so, so here it is always darkest before the dawn. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's always brightest are, before it's pitch black. Don't you mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, then it gets it gets you know gets good again. Okay. Um, these are the ones that people don't like. Yeah. So here's the uh, the first one that people don't like. Oh, by the triad, it feels good to be out of that uniform. God, what a what a day. Tell me about it. I mean, you think the poison that had that many warding labels would work just a little bit faster? I know. It was like an hour of screaming, and most of them only stopped once they puked up their intestines. I saw a woman strangle her own kid to stop him from suffering. It's just, it's fucked up, man. Yeah. All in a day's work, though. I mean, another glorious day in this man's empire. Orders is orders. So, uh, what are your plans for leave? Well, I'm just looking to unwind, you know, get some entertainment. You know, just have some fun with the family. Got any, uh, got any suggestions? Eh, we already burned down most of the fun stuff. Tell me, are, are you a fan of opera? No. Uh, well, shit. I mean, what are you going to do? I got a girl back home. In the door. Going to propose. Oh, that chick who runs the item shop? No. Oh, oh, she's probably the that one broad who spends all day walking around warning people about the haunted cave. No, not not her. Well, you're you're lying then. There are no other women in Jador. No, 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 no. She exists. She's real. <laughs> I mean, she she just spends a lot of time outside town. Walking around. <laughs> yeah, sure. Out there with the giant face monsters and the umbrella skeletons? Psst. Yeah, I'm sure they're the best of friends. Come on, man, you don't have to front with me. Okay, well, listen, don't be mad. I I had to lie, and, and it's just because I'm too much of a coward to say it. I mean, I wasn't going to do this now, but here goes. Be brave. Be brave. Ah, jeez. What I wouldn't give for a convenient interruption right about now. What the, the hell? Cell said we'd find the Empire's plan somewhere in this base. Oh, look. We've got company. Uh, listen, I've got, I've got a family in. <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy this. Oh, come on. My ATB is only half full. Don't do this. Oh, my God. There's fire everywhere. He's burning us with karate. My eyes. Tell little Carly I love her. Oh, I always wanted to be. Oh. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna farm these Imperial fuckers for AP. You guys go ahead and get them plans. Oh, and uh, I might do the Rising Phoenix move some more, so uh, watch out for fireballs. Okay, so that has two things working against it. Um, mm-hmm. First off is, I wouldn't quite call it homophobic. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it, I mean, it's, it's the, you know, I think we were just aping a Simpsons joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, uh, it was a Smithers thing where he's like, mm. you know, Burn, Mr. Burns says, I, would, I wouldn't give to interrupt this moment. Okay. So it's not homophobic. It's not the joke that he's gay. Right. It's just an awkward 
yeah, moment. Yeah. So I had that brief thought too, where I was like, were we accidentally homophobic? Mm-hmm. We weren't, but it, you know, <laughs> it's not, uh, you know, it, it does skirt a little bit. Yeah. Um, to that. And then also what in the world made us think we could voice those characters that have like, just, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. <laughs> that was, that was the problem is that there's no, uh, you know, no different, no reference for those voices. No. So when we were creating characters, it was fine. Mm-hmm. And the first half of it's not so bad. Like, I wish we had just done the locker room <laughs> yeah. and not had people, people. Yeah, talking about the effects and, of the poison and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was fine. Or just have them break in and kill us without doing the, the voices. So we kind of, and I think I might have suggested doing this, so it's my fault, but <laughs> suggested changing the pitch because it just sounded like we were just talking to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like there was nothing to differentiate three new characters who entered. Yeah. With the two, there are five characters in that sketch. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> five characters with two people who have limited skills. Yeah, who are who are choosing to use their default voices for the first thing. But like, how mm-hmm. do you, you know, there's no no voice for yeah for so, Edgar. So 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 the, so the yeah that me pitch shifted down. That was Edgar. Um, yeah. And then you sounding kind of like you were Meh, was Locke. That, yeah, that was supposed to be Locke, and then the other one's supposed to be Seven. Yes. Um, was my, like, Bronxy voice. Yeah. Um, which, you know, there's nothing really to suggest that he has that other than the fact that he doesn't have sleeves on his shirt. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, that should have ended halfway through. We mm-hmm. should have come up with a different way to end it. Yeah. The first half's not so bad. Right. Speaking of, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's do the, let's, let's get yeah. this one out of the way. So... Obviously, Interceptor is the best dog in all of Final Fantasy VI, and I would even say the entire series. Uh, Final Fantasy VI's greatest dog, Interceptor? That's a noob answer for Bedwetter's morons. I mean, the correct answer is Vector Hound. How, how could you even know if you'd want to yiff with Interceptor if he doesn't have a complete battle sprite? Uh, first off, uh, do not poke fun at my bedwetting. That is a sensitive issue that I revealed to you uh, in confidence. Um, and, and second of all, of, of all of the ladies in Final Fantasy VI that you would want to bone down on, you're going to go for the dog. That's... you just mm. Only Vector Hound has been hardened by a harsh life in Narch. He's clearly one of Final Fantasy's uh, harshest regions. So, I mean, he'd have the constitution to take anything you'd want to throw at him. Um, so, it's obviously a, a vector hound that has been brought in by the Empire to hunt down the missing witch, a.k.a. Uh, Terra Bramford. Uh, they are not from Narsh. They are there with the Empire. Well, but that, that's... Hey, wait, uh, hey guys, over, over there. Hey, uh, <laughs> since it's such a nice day, do you want to go uh, shoot some hoops? Um, we're enthralled in, a, in this discussion, so you can go play your sports balls elsewhere, sir. Anyway, leaving the canine aspects of the game aside, it definitely hurts for the lack of a job system. Coming hot off the heels of Final Fantasy V, which was the um, uh, purest expression of the job system um, in the entire series, it is just a vast uh, disappointment. Uh, Knock, knock. Who's at the door? It's Final Fantasy Tactics. He's brought pizza and also the fact that it's the strongest implementation of the job system in the world of Final Fantasy San's vision of the world. I mean, it's not only a perfect microcosm of the job system, it's also a microcosm of employment in general. You you sicken me. If we're going to be throwing Gaiden games into this conversation, why don't we just talk about (laughs) Mystic Quest, you know? 
Oh, always with the Mystic Quest. Always with the Mystic Quest. <sighs> I will always stand by the fact that the soundtrack to Mystic Quest is one of at least the three best soundtracks in the game. It's of this troper's opinion that you would say that, since you're a true cloud cuckoo lander standing in the heroic hallway. <sighs> Uh, you know what? I am so sick of you being a deadpan snarker, and I just wish that you would just join my Nakama and get behind me on this. Excuse one. me, young man. Uh, yes, uh, yes, excuse me. Old man Johnson has lost his mind, and he's giving out $100 bills to anyone who can run a mile. Uh, what part of don't distract us, don't you ignoramuses understand? <sighs> All right. Anyway, if we can just get a thought out. Listen, people simply don't understand Final Fantasy II's elegant level-up system, and the way that the characters improve not only foreshadows such critical darlings as your Skyrim at all, but it also forms a dramaturgical dyad with the real, to the extent uh, that one being rained upon by goblin hit after goblin hit is no different than the indignities visited upon me by my father. Um, leaving dyads aside and, and dryads, which we should probably get back to, um... <laughs> The, the progression system in Final Fantasy II was a mockery of self-improvement and, dare I say, education in general. Am I to assume that rote repetition of any given task is enough to train me up from beating rats in a sewer to fighting off the, co the gods themselves? You're forgetting the golden rule. Catechism before cataclysm, all right? Yo, these blows that you may you know, undertake in the game sting, and they make you stronger, just like things in life. And when, when I finally destroy everyone who, who opposes me, I'm going to stand there with my katana at my back. I'm going to look just like Fear and Ariel in the sun. And you're just jealous of that. I'm jealous of lots of people, but not somebody who recognizes Final Fantasy II, the, the Japanese version, as anything but a joke in the series. There's only one joke in this series, and it's you. That, that was unnecessary. I, I know. I, I'm sorry. You forgive me? Mm, okay. Come here. You'll always be this troper's disc one omni leader. Let's go share a pizone and a two liter of Code Red. Oh, God! It's Ragnarok! The old gods are descending to wage their final war. Oh, God, it's... Oh, God, all I smell is brimstone and all I see is blood. Uh, my associate and I uh, are hugging it out. I mean, we just had an argument about Final Fantasies. And the end of the world isn't going to stop me from hugging it out with my sideways Oedipus. So uh, make haste from here and on your way, watch out for fireballs. Clocking into the breezy five minutes and 21 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Our least popular thing we've ever done. Yeah, no, that, like th this uh, led to us. So we should we should preface all of this with uh, a kind of a caveat that the person who led this charge on Facebook eventually like bought us drinks at the uh, at the Portland Richard Gamers Expo. Adrian, uh, uh, yeah, is, is his name. I, I, that's public. It's on Facebook, uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, but it, it, it's it's all eventually cool. But we like we really like throttled back on the length of these things after after this. Oh yeah, that was, that was awful. Yeah. Like there, there's just too much. There's just too much space between things mm -hmm. that happen. Like none of the jokes are that funny. And then the whole idea of like doing this joke structure in threes, where there are three interruptions. Mm -hmm. 
there's just so much conversation between each one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like we didn't write that. That was us just riffing as characters, but not editing it. <laughs> yeah, it was us. It was us not writing something and not editing it, which is terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is there an old man who's coming in to tell them that old man Johnson? Like, I think I just read <laughs> that old man Johnson was there and gave him the old man voice. Yeah, but old, why is it, you know why is it old man coming in? It's just yeah, that's that's excruciating, and mm-hmm. I congratulate you if you're still here because it's <laughs> really rough. Yeah, and also you know the way that these sketches end up being a reflection of what we hate. Like if we did this now, it would be men's rights redditors. Yeah, having a conversation about Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, and about how it makes sense that women have less strength stats or something. Yeah, like yeah, just absolutely. really stupid stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a real real yipes. It doesn't also doesn't help that. It's two really unpleasant voices mm-hmm. that you spend the entire time with. Yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we we didn't mean to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. One last one. Last one. Then we're gonna uh, play ourselves out. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Holy smokes! Old man Nintendo is really riding our asses to come up with a hit. Somebody's got a short memory. I mean, it was our idea not to backlight the GBA, and look how much money that saved. Yeah. So, what kind of game should we pitch? I've been thinking about that. It's been a while since we did something with Metroid. Last game in the series is widely considered to be a masterpiece. I mean, Gameloaf gave it six out of five hair razors, and Famtaro says that... Here, hold on, I've got the copyright here. Super Metroid San is a living god. So, So why don't we do a sequel? I am picking up what you're putting down. Let me bounce some ideas off you. Standard business workshop. SBW, exactly. So, let me ask you, what's your favorite thing about Super Metroid? Uh, It feels sort of lonely, you know? I mean, you've got this overwhelming sense of isolation. It's it's really up to you to figure out where to go and when. Exactly. So, what if instead we had some sort of constant computer companion who directed you from place to place? Uh, Wait a minute. I I think you're on to something. What if if Samus kept a running internal monologue? You know, so the player always knows what she's thinking. That'd totally destroy the player's ability to identify with her. This is exactly how an SBW is supposed to work. Now, let me ask you, do you remember the boss fights? Oh, sure. I mean, there's that creepy plant one with the cool music and and Kraid where he took up most of the screen. And there are only a couple, but they're all really awesome and memorable. What if we do that? But instead, we make getting your new abilities contingent on fighting boss after boss each more frustrating than the last. I'm talking classic bad design. No discernible pattern. Tons of damage that works. Oh, I like it. I like it. Hey, speaking of music. Yeah? Let's really shit it up. I mean, let's get rid of all the bleak minimalism and, and do some sort of heroic action movie electronica. You know, maybe we could license Dragula. I'm with you up to the last part. I say we use five different remixes of Dragula, no matter how bad it sounds. What are you? What are your thoughts on? What the fuck? We did it, Gary. We went back in time, and we killed the people who ruined Metroid Fusion. We're truly heroes, Cole. Hey, watch out for watch out for fireballs, motherfuckers. 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 <laughs> so, uh, in hindsight, it feels a little gross to joke about going and killing people. <laughs> I don't it didn't know. Exist though, Cole. Yeah, I know. I know. 
I, I think it's okay. We so it's a video game about killing fictional people. True, true. It is just as fictional as that sketch is. True, but somebody was responsible for making Metroid the way that it was, and he should he should be tried at the Hague, not summarily executed. Yeah, he should have a fair trial and then yeah. executed. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so that I, I like that one. Yeah, yeah, that's I, fine. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's it's probably the most direct that we've been at making fun of uh, how absurd a game is or yeah. a game's shortcomings. Like the like Metroid Fusion, probably the first uh, the first game that we just outright didn't like. Yes, I think that's probably true. <laughs> okay, um, and there, there are a couple. You know, like there are problems with Shadowrun and there are problems with Call of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I didn't like Mario RPG that much. Mm. Um, but like that was the first one where it was kind of like I think that was the first time maybe we agreed. Yeah, it was a u- unanimous yeah. dislike. Yeah, yeah, that could be what we're picking up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that kind of comes up uh, shortly too. That yeah. happens more and more here mm-hmm. in this uh, kind of like uh, springtime of despair uh, <laughs> coming up here. But the um, yeah, I'm I'm I like that just fine. You know, it's very direct. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's the shotgun noise from Doom. <laughs> the, I don't know. Uh, like, it, I think that I was the person who edited that one, so I may have. Uh, I may have I, I, you, you are not. This is where we first did our switch. Oh, because okay. I did Metro, and then you did DuckTales, and I did Oddworld. Okay. So we, for some scheduling reason, we swap now. You know what? I was. It, it was because I was traveling so much. Yep. 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 Makes sense. So the, uh, yep. Um, yeah. So I think that's a, you know, it's kind of a weird one to go out on, but if mm-hmm. we're going to do these in quarterly as installments, mm-hmm. um, it makes sense to, uh, yeah. So we're, we're not going <laughs> to hit you with all the admin stuff. We already have you. You paid yep. for this or supported the kickstarter mm-hmm. um yep. but how do you get a hold of this cole if you yes. want if you just got the first one and you want to hear us continue on this this thing well uh you would go to uh, duckfeed.tv um and look at the top at the uh the store tab or go to duckfeed.tv slash store and you'll see that listed there um and it'll be like a little uh download that you can go in it it, it takes a credit card i think that there are other uh payment options on there as well this is just through uh through our uh, website provider that lets us set this stuff up and uh, those will be coming out we're going to announce it on the episodes when the when the, when the next episode is available and uh, just in general we hope that you liked this and you know that you liked the uh, you know whatever insight that we, we could offer about the process yeah yeah and we and we, it's fun for us to do mm-hmm. and yeah hopefully you you dig it and maybe it's fun to take kind of a long view of these things just as on their own mm-hmm. um, we're going to do more of that kind of like documentary style stuff too in the middle mm-hmm. and the next one and these are going to come out you know infrequently so just a warning that there's probably going to be about probably the quarterly yeah. um, or stretch them out over the course of the year they take a long time to to do and then also uh you know just kind of we have a really busy year already without yeah. committing to another regular show right so i think that's about it um check out the main body of the show you know we're doing stuff every other week uh, you probably already know that. Man, it's hard not to do admin at the end. So why don't we just yeah. uh, play yeah. ourselves yeah. out? You, yeah, you know, you know everything that we could say yep. about it. So yeah. Let's end the episode by each saying one thing that is a secret we've never told anybody in our lives, Cole. I'm not going to do that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't think that you actually would. Okay. Um, praise the sun. Uh, praise the sun. Watch out for fireballs. Yes. Okay. I wonder how Rift Tracks ends. I don't know. Um. <laughs> <laughs>